All right. Thanks, guys, for watching The Naturalist Capitalist. We're going to skip all the introductions and all the bullshit. I'm here with Adam Fitzgerald and Mike Jackman. And Adam Fitzgerald, uh, he was covering, he wasn't there in person, but he was covering the sentencing of Ghislaine Maxwell live a couple days ago. Then obviously, uh, Mike Jackman, uh, he was actually, uh, he went to the, how long after when she got arrested, did you go to the house? So Mike? we went to Ghislaine Maxwell's Bradford, New Hampshire hideout the day after she got popped by the FBI. Okay. So, so that, the, the next after. day we were there. <laughs> And yeah. then, obviously, you guys have been into the Epstein-Maxwell thing for quite a long time, uh, way before I was. Both of you guys know way more about this than I do. Uh, and Ryan might be jumping on the stream at some point. But I just wanted to, I don't have too long. I got like 45 minutes, but I just wanted to cover it a little bit. So, Mike, I guess I'll go to you first. Like, it seems to me, I wrote an article this morning that nobody knows the big story behind this. They're all focusing on... Who went to the properties, but they're not asking the question, why was this being done? There's no interest in, you know, what the blackmailing was for. They think it was just a lot of people think it was just Epstein running this whole thing. And then, um, you know, um, Ghislaine Maxwell was just his unwitting accomplice or something. I don't know anything about the mega group or Les Wexner or any of that. Uh, but could you just give us a condensed version of what this is really all about? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, and you've had Maria Farmer on your show as well. She's, she's been on Jackman Radio. Um, she's, she even said to us that she thought Ghislaine, Ghislaine was worse than Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, that, that's, that pretty much says everything and says a lot in my book. Um, obviously, Epstein was a monster, uh, but in a lot of ways, he was the front man for this operation. Um, you know, this, you know, this mirrors the Franklin scandal, which goes back to the 80s and early 90s out in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, that was, you know, more of a, a right wing version of uh, what Epstein was, although really both of these rings have Republicans and Democrats. It's both parties. I mean, it's it's the it's the, uh, you know, basically just uh, the pedal party, you know, and they blackmail and uh get dirt on all politicians and people who are in positions of power. They don't care what party you are. Um, it's really the, the, the party of, uh, you know, power, wealth and influence. And, um, you know, yeah, I think I've kind of been looking into this for at least the last seven or eight years or so pretty closely. Um, and I never thought that Epstein would be arrested or Maxwell. So, you know, I was really shocked when, uh, Epstein got, you know, arrested again for the second time back in 2019. I think it was July of 2019 or August. And, uh, you know, we knew about what happened in 2007, you know, in 2008 with the sweetheart deal down in Florida. So I think what they've done in the last couple of years is they've tried to really do a good job to gloss over Les Wexner's role in this whole thing. Um, you know, who's a billionaire, uh, part of the, you know, the, the, you know, Victoria's Secret and I think the Limited Group is or the Limited is his company. And Netflix really glossed over Epstein's relationship and connection with uh, Les Wexner, basically just kind of painting him as this old man who was, you know, remorseful and uh, not really involved and just got taken advantage of. But Possibly we know, especially gay. from Ryan Dawson's research, that that's not the case. Right, Ryan? That's right. Les Wexner is a hardcore Zionist with deep ties to the Israeli state. And a whole nexus that finances illegal activities all over the world. And they just act like, oh, yeah, he just runs, uh, 
he just sells underwear. <laughs> no. Uh, that was the excuse that both Jean-Luc Brunel and many of the the groomers, procurers used was, oh, you could model for Les Wexer. I'm a uh, model scout or whatever. And they would just lie to these girls. And, um, you know, Abercrombie and Finch has a child's division. So they're like 12 years old, 11 years old. You could be a model. And, of course, then they, they would pull switcheroo stuff like, oh, you know, this guy, the masseuse just canceled. Can you fill in? Your hands are strong. And it was downhill for there. And a lot of these girls just ran away. But, you know, some naively thought, okay, I guess, and take the money. And some of them were so desperate they had to. Uh, or scared to say no because they're intimidated. They just grab people from all over the world. 20 years for international sex trafficking, kidnapping, rape, uh, gang rape. She Maxwell was involved in all of it. And her family, too, just like Wexter, is deeply tied to Israeli intelligence. Her father was the was the finger pointer to Mordecai Venunu, who was the whistleblower for Israeli nuclear weapons. So and they got handsomely rewarded for that. So, so then he Ryan, fell off his boat in the Canary Islands naked in a suicide. Uh -huh. Fell fell off. So right. they're only looking they, they were only looking at Galen for this particular set of charges from a narrow era of time. What, like a decade, like 94 to 04 or something like that? Well, they had to because the, the big chunks already got immunity, right? They yeah. already um they already got the sweetheart deal. But it doesn't matter. I mean, like one, one you do that one time, right? Oh, you kidnapped a kid and you raped her. Okay, how many do you fucking need? Right? You do that ever, you should hang. Yeah. So, uh, Adam, you were doing a live stream while the sentencing was happening. Uh, what I watched, you didn't seem surprised by the sentencing. Uh, it was light as you thought it would be. But just what were your thoughts on the whole thing, on how it all played out? Actually, yeah, I was um, when the sentencing was happening, uh, it was actually uh, a headliner on Twitter. And I said, oh, my, I had no idea that, that it was happening. And I was looking for live streams everywhere on viral media, and there was none. And so I immediately went on YouTube, and I said, you know what, I'll just read the live updates coming from uh, the court reporters that were allowed inside the court in uh, Manhattan. And to my surprise that they allowed uh, not just one, but five victim impact statements. And then you had the defense uh, led by... Uh, um, her name escapes me, uh, the defense for uh, Gisley Maxwell, um, in which uh, she didn't even bother to basically say that her client uh, was uh, innocent of her or anything like that. But uh, the impact statements were so powerful enough that I thought for sure that the uh, felonious counts, the five counts that she was facing, uh, which all, by the way, all felony, uh, sex trafficking of a minor, which is, is 40 years in the state of New York, uh, one is the transporting of a minor with the intent to engage in criminal activity, and that's 10 years. And then you've got three counts of, of Cholak felonies, and that's 15. So I'm thinking at the very least 25, at the very least. Um, even after those powerful impact statements in which Maria Farmer or Sarah Newsom were uncontrollable, in fact, Sarah Newsom was actually screaming at Maxwell from the, the podium. At the end, the judge basically said, uh, these crimes are heinous enough to, to warrant a very severe sentence. 
And I was still very skeptical. I said, well, that's what's severe to her. Well, to her, it's 20 years and a fine of $750,000, which was actually a spit in the face because right before he committed suicide, uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein actually um, gave a $10 million uh, um, uh, account, um, uh, $10 million to the account of Gisley Maxwell. And I said, well, all that money should have went right to uh, the victims in this case who are suing. And there's, I think, currently 18 civil suit cases against the Jeffrey Epstein estate, in which I mentioned in full each one in the, in the live stream. 750 grand, 20 years. So in other words, I'm willing to say, and this is, take this with a grain of salt, I'm speculating. I'm willing to say that the people, the real people who are committing these crimes on these minors, basically said, well, look, if you want to end up like Jeffrey Epstein in bed, we could do that if you name names. Just stick with the time. You'll get out because she's 60. If she lives for the 20 years, it's 80. She's still a millionaire, gets out at 80, and basically can live, you know, I guess within the state of New York because she's at, she actually has to serve five years to five years least. But it she's won't still be 20 years. A sentence yeah, 20 of 20 years does not mean 20 years. It means up to 20 years. You can get out right. with good well, behavior I'm, and all that I'm, early. I'm assuming, this is assuming she's serving straight time. With the, she's already done the two. They're going to count two towards it, too, already, I understand. That's why she's time served. Right, because she's actually in detention. Well, that's a good point, Mike. Yeah, so, uh, look, that's what I think is going to happen. I, I, was, I was appalled by the sentence, actually. Yeah, and then and then when you look at uh, if you read the transcript of uh, Gillen's, uh, you know, addressing the victims, which she couldn't even look in the face, she said, "Oh, I, I hope you guys are satisfied, and I hope you're you're happy that I'm getting punished. No apology, no uh, recognizing her involvement, trying to blame it all on Epstein, um, who of course is conveniently, you know, not there to be a part of the trial, and uh, no accountability. I mean, that's that's this true, true insane person, true psychopath, the statement of a true psychopath." Yeah, I hope it gives you pleasure because she assumes that's how people are. They get off on other people being punished. Yeah. Not not I hope it gives you closure. I hope it gives you pleasure. Pleasure, yeah. She's a real she, that's, that's her twisted fucking head. Yeah. She's going to save the oceans from jail, though. Maybe she can get a campaign going with Greta Thunberg to save the oceans from her prison cell. She <laughs> said, I've been convicted of helping Jeffrey Epstein commit these crimes. Not I committed these crimes with him. Like I helped him commit the crimes. Like, bitch, you, you put your hands on the girls. You committed these crimes, not just him. He didn't make you do it. She's the one that she was the liaison to Wexner. He didn't know anybody. She was she she had the hookup to Doug Lee. She had the hookup to Wexner. She had all those connections. You think Leon Black just like knew about some math teacher in New York? No, he didn't. <laughs> It's like you yeah. were saying earlier, Reed, about um, um, in your, your stream that you did, you know, about who she was connected to and, and you know, how, how this, this guy could just come out of nowhere and uh, have, have these, you know, these intelligence connections to Saudi Arabia and Israel. Um, and clearly they came and the royal family that came through Ghislaine Maxwell uh, as well. You know, it is fake passports. Who does yeah. that? I want to know what happened to the passport they found in the safe and all the stuff that was in the binders and on all the CD-ROMs and all the, uh, um, you know, 
footage and photos that they that the FBI or Barr, whoever went in there to clean up back in 2019. What happened to all that stuff? Where's that? Where the box of goodies that Dawson was not allowed to even talk about. They said, oh, he doesn't have to come back the last day. We'll just say what we think he would have said. In such a high profile case, like bring him in and let him say what he's going to say and what was in the box. I don't wasn't care. If it was just, wasn't, wasn't there a court order? I believe it was uh, Matt, uh, Epstein's lawyer who first initially collected the CDs, and then the FBI actually gave um, a, a court order to release those CDs back to the FBI. And I think that was from the Manhattan apartment, actually. And Who they found Darren, Darren Indyke, you talking about? Yeah, I think that's right. right. Yeah, I got a photo um, of him with a bag full of CDs on my wall. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I'd like to know a red well, sweater, I, blue shorts, blue shoes, and a bag full of goodies. They just went in and cleaned that place up. The the most obvious place was in Paris, though, because they they were just in and out of there grabbing everything. By the time three months, you know, it took, they opened the door. It's just like an empty garage is what it looked like. I mean, they, everything was gone, and that's where a lot of a lot of the shenanigans were. In France, that's where Jeffrey, the last place he went to before he got arrested, he was coming back from Paris, lands in New York, Newark, and gets arrested. Brunel and the, the whole Kolomoisky cult of grabbing girls out of Ukraine seemed to go to MC2 in Paris first. That's where a lot of the a lot of the converting went around, and Andrew's stuff was more or less playing around in Europe more often than when he came to the states or the Caribbean. And of course, Andrew was visiting Nygaard too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He and is the big famous Kevin photo, pedophile rings. The famous photo of Prince Andrew with uh, uh, Victoria <laughs> Gouffre was taken in London, I think, at um, Maxwell's, yeah. uh, you know, Pied Terre in London. The second floor of her house. Yep, by the bathroom. Epstein actually took the photo. I understand. Yeah, he's in the window uh, in the background. You can see his reflection. Yeah. Oh, it's not me. Those are not my hands. Those are not my fingers. It's like, come on. I mean, just that photo, that one photo alone, man. Like, the, the way that they've been yeah, able just, to make It's this, just you and Ghislaine in her house, and someone just stuck a, a girl there, right? <laughs> come yeah, on. Yeah, with a 17-year-old. And Who you visited uh, again and again. I think the Royals paid off, what, 11 or 12 million pounds? In that and it's Virginia's kind of plane tickets and all that match up. Like, she was definitely there. She didn't make this up. Like he, Of course. That BBC interview was such a train wreck and also the greatest comedy gold unintentionally ever. Yeah. It, was oh, it, it may be even funnier than James Brown on CNN with the orange glasses when he was high on cocaine. That was a good one. But one. yeah, even, even, oh, if you haven't seen it, James Brown coked up, does this CNN interview and he just starts <laughs> singing and talking about making love. and It's great. But that was less of a train wreck. Than Prince Andrew trying to be like, well, you know, I flew over there to tell him we couldn't be friends anymore. <laughs> I'm a gentleman and I don't sweat. I'm a complete. I was bound by duty. Yeah, to do it, as see. it were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but you could have stayed anywhere. Why, you know, why'd you stay to convicted pedophiles? The, o- the only time he raised an eyebrow and his body language changed is when she brought it to the royal family in general. He's like, oh no, no, it's just me. You know, it's like, oh, okay. He didn't yeah. want that to spread, but. It is them because they know what he's doing and they cover it up because they're afraid it'll hurt their reputation too. But I think well, the opposite. I think them covering it up hurts the reputation more than if they just threw him under the bus and said, hey, he did that, not us. Right. I mean, why yeah. Why are you saving this guy? This dude puts cameras in his stuffed animals, right? He had this 
do y'all know about this? <laughs> he has this huge uh, flipping meltdown about touching his teddy bears that he gets through his birthday, or whatever, because he had he had cameras in the bears. And he wouldn't let any of the staff or anything touch his bears because he had them arranged so he could film them playing around in his room with, you know, he had, he had almost as many escorts as Hunter Biden, you know, in a day. Hey, Ryan, um, I think I know this is hard to explain in just a couple of minutes, but in the most condensed way you can explain how the Iraq war was fought for Israel, not for American oil companies. And how the less uh, the Wexner Foundation explicitly pushed for the war in Iraq, and so did everybody in the media and everything, and how that all ties into this. All right, so I'll try not to get triggered. <laughs> a lot of a lot of good people, anti-war people, assume that the war in Iraq was about oil, right? Uh, how did our oil get under their sand? And that started the joke. Kind of was about oil, but not for the United States. I mean, Israel ends right. up with 77% of their oil imports come from the Kurdish area of Iraq, where they, they basically tossed Iraq into sectarian infighting and shipped out their oil to Israel. If you look at the oil import export before and after the war for the United States, they don't change. And a lot and big oil did not lobby for this war. We went to war in Iraq based on lies about WMDs and the lies about WMDs were actually older lies that were being recycled, but they worked after September 11th. They didn't work right. in the 90s. So a lot of the people who wrote these lies mostly were in a group called the Project for New American Century, also called PNAC. They had an online outfit called the Weekly Standard, which was got its seed money from Lockheed Martin. Uh, which is William Crystal and Robert Kagan, the same kind of people involved in Ukraine right now, right? And they wrote all these like little policy papers and they're written by <laughs> Israelis or Israeli partisans or people who've been caught spying for Israel like Richard Pearl. But they're not just like some Jewish Zionists that are just, ah, is it? these are people that worked in government. Uh, Richard Pearl was the Defense for Policy Planning Board uh, chief. He was the defense for policy in general in the DOD as well. And these guys set up an office called the Office of Special Plans out of Douglas Fife's office. He's another one of these neoconservative Jewish scientists that would push for the war. The Office of Special Plans, we call it the OSP, were meeting with Israeli generals and, put, and, and uh, regurgitating the propaganda that was coming out of PNAC and the Weekly Standard. And one of the things they did is their their little government in waiting with Ahmed Talabi and stuff, who was a <laughs> convicted of fraud and uh, just he's a criminal anyway, ends up being the oil minister in Iraq or the vice oil minister, excuse me. They would use moles in the New York Times, like Judith Miller, William Sapphire, who got a Guardian of Zion Award, right? These people, Louis Leibowitz was dating Miller. They were having an affair with each other. She, she wrote him poems from jail. Leibowitz is a PNAC guy, too. He was also a lawyer for the Mossad and the Cheney's chief of staff. And he got pardoned. By, he got commuted by uh, uh, Bush. And he had been a lawyer for Mark Rich, who got pardoned by Bill Clinton his last hour in office. Mark Rich is a career international criminal Zionist, uh, commodity companies, trader, tax evader, 
child trafficker, all that. And another guy, Pink is Green, who will relate to Epstein, but I'll skip that because you don't have a lot of time. But the lies about Iraq did not come from BP and Exxon and these oil companies. They right. came from the OSP. And these were Jewish Zionists that wanted to get rid of Saddam because Saddam was aiding Palestinians and Saddam was was trying to, with through the Ba'athist party, in the sectarian infighting and unify uh, Arabs against uh, Zionist interests or which will or just in Iraqi interests. He had a long war with Iran. He suffered under sanctions. We watched hundreds of thousands of his own people starve from U.S. sanctions between the two Gulf Wars and still was the greatest threat. They tried everything to soften this guy up, threw him at war with his neighbors. <clears throat> and Saddam had been a, well, we'll just skip that too, but suffice to say, every single lie about Iraq is from this neocon clique is saying, oh, they've got uh, yellow cake uranium, right? That's Gorbanifar and Michael Ledeen, Jewish scientists. They did not have yellow cake from Niger. In fact, that lie was so bad that you can't chalk it up to incompetence because somebody forged signatures of a, an obsolete foreign minister. So no, you can't like accidentally sign someone else's name on what they, we call the Niger forgeries is what everybody calls them now. And George Bush made these claims that oh, Saddam's getting oxidized uranium, which is yellow cake uranium, from the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Niger. Well, he just said Africa. But then later he's more specific. Well, there's problems with the Congo stuff too, but then the Niger ones were so bad because they had the wrong military seals that they weren't being used anymore. They had the wrong signature of the wrong foreign minister. It was definitely not a current document. And they passed it off like it was anyway. The CIA flagged it as false, but the president put it in his State of the Union address and he did it in a speech in Ohio right after that. He kept saying it anyway because he was having this information stovepiped to him by Doug Fife and Richard Pearl. And then, you, you know, Wolfowitz uh, is instrumental in this and 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 uh, from who is his speech writer that did the axis of evil baloney. And they said, well, let's just throw North Korea in there so it doesn't look so obvious because it's all Israel's enemies. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what do we they do? Shock and awe. Wolf Blitzer is on CNN. The former employee of APAC, by the way, is the head anchor of CNN. And he's just having his is drooling over himself about shock and all just getting off on how scared the Iraqis must be. And then they go in there and they torture him with Abu Ghraib and the rest of it. First thing they did is they hit Western Iraq and said, don't worry, the missiles within range in is of Israel have been taken out. And that was another one of the lies, the aluminum tubes that Judith Miller talked about. Those aren't centrifuges, but they can be used for rockets and things. The mobile weapons lab was another lie. And that's an important lie because that's where the anthrax was supposed to be. And then the big thing is the lie about anthrax because the Israelis right. told James Woolsey and, uh, and others that, uh, oh, yeah, guess what? Iraqi senior officials gave anthrax to Muhammad Atta in Prague, and they didn't. Muhammad Atta is the lead hijacker and pilot of Flight 11 uh, that ran into the North Tower of the World Trade Center. He's sort of the ringleader of all the uh, Al-Qaeda cells. 9-11 probably because his name's the easiest to remember <laughs> but whatever uh Fitzgerald and I can go into a lot about Atta because there's some there's some yeah things there so instead anyway. of instead of going into 9-11 um what role did Epstein or this organization the blackmail rings 
take in pushing the Iraq war. Okay, so that actually still ties to 9-11 because, okay, the Israeli security forces lied and said they witnessed a transfer of anthrax between two parties that didn't right. have anthrax. But how did that information end up back in the U.S.? Well, the former director of the CIA, James Woolsey, is the one that takes this info and he gives it to the London Times and the New York Observer, which is owned by Charles Kushner. <laughs> and uh, James Woolsey got his position in the Clinton administration because of pressure from Jeffrey Epstein. Clinton hated him, wouldn't talk to him, didn't like this neocon. He made him do all his briefings and writing and go through a middleman. But he capitulated because they had him by the short hairs. And that effectively gave Israel control of the CIA because they, the top guy at the CIA is now an Israeli Zionist. Well, not a, he's not Israeli, but he's a, a Zionist American. Uh, and they, Israel had, had enjoyed the head position of counterterrorism in the CIA ever since James Jesus Angleton, which, which is an enormous power, right? So then they had the CIA. And that is one of the things the Epstein ring was was the president, whatever you can bribe and you, you can run that by owning the media, but controlling the CIA, controlling the FBI, that's something they wanted for a long time and they got it under Clinton and then they kept it. But yeah. Woolsey is the guy and Woolsey's another guy. He wrote a book about JFK, which is just the worst. Don't buy it. It's just the worst. But it's try it's a trying to divert attention away from what a lot of people are starting to figure out now is the the role of Israel in the JFK and RFK assassinations. Yeah, um, no, Ad uh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sorry, Reed. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to bring Adam in a little bit. Adam, um, I know Ryan would probably agree with this too, but it seems like with the Epstein thing. I, I drew a parallel with 9-11. Like, everyone is looking at the wrong stuff. They're just obsessed with Bill Clinton going to the island, which not that's, that's not important. Like, he should get in trouble for that. But they never peel the onion back and look at the deeper uh, scheme of what's going on here. And it's almost like that's intentional. But do you kind of agree with that, that they're not looking in the right area with this? Well, isn't that what the, uh, the powers that be would like to have is an educated public about a very important subject. And if you draw the parallels like Ryan Dawson did here in, in a, uh, previously, is that you'll see um, influences from the legacy media and also from uh, people in general who salve disinformation about this subject. And they'll generalize and trivialize the players involved or the victims involved or even a mixture of both. And that is meant to sow discord and division among the people saying, well, you know, it was all Democrats that uh, were involved. It was all, no, it was all Republicans that were involved. Trump, Clinton. Uh, the, the big issue here is that um, this was an espionage ring in which minor women were involved and they were abused for decades. Uh, in that, uh, a number of foreign governments and domestic intelligence agencies have been involved and have been involved for a very long time. And as long as you aren't talking about these issues, and as long as you're talking about Trump or Clinton or Kevin Spacey or Jay-Z or whatever, uh, you know, the who's who and the what's what, you're not going to get to the meat of the problem. You know, Dawson has been uh, under the gun of fringe conspiracy theorists far longer than I have, and he can attest to you that for uh, the last 
what, 20 years, we've been inundated with people who don't believe that the even hijackers were hijacking planes. And when you do this, you basically absolve the agencies and foreign governments involved that were monitoring these people and needed these people to jumpstart uh, older foreign policy guidelines like the Wolfowitz uh, Doctrine or the Project yeah. for New American Century, all these think tanks. But that's exactly what's happening here with the Epstein-Maxwell case is that as long as you're not mentioning certain players and certain governments and certain agencies involved with the cover-up of these crimes and the real people that were perpetrating these crimes and allowing them to happen, and as long as you're all with one another, the real perpetrators get to get away with it. There's some breadcrumbs for the seeds of cookification too, and, and Fitzgerald can back me up on this. If you notice some of the dumbest takes on 9-11 from like Jim Fetzer and Judy Wood and all, they're also very anti-Israel. And so what they're doing is they go, yeah, Israel sucks. And then they say this, you know, do weapons or mini nukes or whatever in the same sentence. Mm -hmm. So when someone criticizes Israel 9-11, they go, oh, those people. Mm -hmm. And you see this with Epstein, too, because what do the kooks say about him? Oh, he's still alive. It was a body right. double and he's living in Israel. Right. Mm -hmm. They make themselves. Yeah, I don't like Israel and craziness. Right. Mm -hmm. So that if someone brings up Israel and Epstein, they go, oh, you're one of those weirdos that thinks he has a body double and he's living in Israel and da, 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 anti-Semite. Right. So who's making up this trash? Right. Why is it that the 9-11 kookification and the Epstein kookification, they always try to attach themselves to the, you know, the anti-Israel clique or whatever, right? right? That's not a coincidence, unless you spell coincidence with an H. Yeah. Yeah, well, I would I actually agree with this because that's what I always felt with, uh, and I hate to name names, but I'll use a Christopher Bolin, for example. Uh, Bolin uh, will actually say something actually factually right about the foreign policy of Israel and how it's detrimental to, yeah, certain, to certain issues. But then at the same time, he'll basically say that the hijackers are alive, well, that World Trade Center 6 was hit by a missile. And what this does is basically drag the reputable people who have a critique of Israel or can show that Israel was basically a major player involved with 9-11. And in the hopes of dragging that into the light of the public and say, ah, you see, he's just like the rest of them. He's probably an anti-Semite and he's probably, you know, he's probably a kook or a fringe conspiracy. It's not it's, like, it's, it's like, yeah, it's sense. also a Google dragnet because one of the, like one of the nine 11 kooks is this, uh, was it Rebecca Roth is not even a real name, but yeah, she did a whole big story on his, on art students. And they're Austrian art students. They're real art students. Gelatin B and everyone's, oh, I hate like wasting my day debunking this stuff. They're the ones that made the ill American music video. There's art, like they're not Israelis. They have nothing to do with actual Israeli art students. And she made her film Decade of Deception. Okay. I had a film called Decades of Deception that does go over Israeli art students in Florida and the ecstasy ring and like the truth. Well, if you try to find that immediately after her thing came out, because it was promoted so heavily on the dial on, on, you know, Google and YouTube, that the first thing you're going to find is this trash, which is so easy to debunk. These people are so weird. Like, oh, look, they have boxes with numbers on them. Those numbers correlate to such and such bomb in the military, which every box has a postcode on it with two letters or a number and a letter. It's nothing like I could find a box now. As a eight eight or whatever, it, the movie was so dumb, 
And then the people think they know about Israeli art students and they don't. But now if you're a new person and you're trying to Google about Israeli art students, it's her film is a like a dragnet. The first thing you're going to find is just utter nonsense. And that happened with Loose Change and Alex Jones and all that, the living hijackers and missiles. And, 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 and you'll never get to the bottom of it because you're not going to find Adam. You're not going to find me. I mean, I've been kicked off everything anyway, but like. I kind of got out of the door early and got and you know was ringing the bell <laughs> to no warn everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that wasn't. <laughs> Ryan, did, Ryan, did you see the? But then uh, I article, got crushed. You see the article the Gray Zone did for the 20th anniversary, trying to debunk Urban Movers and uh, Dominic. Yeah, Schreiber you know, I'm gonna debunk that debunking, but it's kind of low on my list because I like the Gray Zone. Otherwise, I do too. I, I, yeah. I, those guys do great work, but I think they. they but it was just I know exactly where they got that from. Like, because I've had these people challenge this guy, his name is Tim something. Like, I know the sources that articles. I'm like reading it. I'm like, oh, I just had to, I already did this when I used to have a Facebook, right? And debunked it. And then they just ran away, right? They yeah. want to see what I'm going to say. Does he have something for this? I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I do. And then there's no, oh, I guess you're right. It's just, oh, let me try something else next, right? And they got to the gray zone. But I understand why the gray zone took the bait because. 99.9 percent .9 of people in 9-11 truth are fucking idiots like well, they, that don't even know, they don't even know the basics about the, the fact that there were you know other vans and that there were other witnesses other than the gal who was overlooking dork tower right put those put those guys there before 8 46 a.m that's the reality yeah he's pulled out of the police lineup the guy you're talking is, is sivan kersberg and he had another guy with him who wasn't caught probably from white glove and I mean, I guess I can say this now, it doesn't matter, but like these idiots in their van, they had a flyer for this party they had on September 10th and it had the name of the DJ for the music. So I got hold of the DJ and asked him who always had to party and I got a whole uh -oh. bunch of names. And then once I had the names, I pretended to be a Zionist and I went on LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff as one of them on their side and got them to admit a bunch of stuff to me. But then I'm like, I can't say how I got the information because it reveals my sources and methods, but now I'm I'm so sick of 9-11, I don't care. That's what I did. And I got him to admit it, right? Just because I had to know. Am I chasing a ghost, you know? And it's so sick, dude. Uh, and so I've got a lot. I could expand that list in 9-11 uh, bigly, but yeah, I'm kind of sit so on that so I don't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of threads. I mean, I, I don't I feel like a lot of people don't know or appreciate the information that Dr. David Graham had uh, down in, uh, you know, near New Orleans, down in Louisiana. That's a thread that doesn't get talked about. But I don't mean to deviate. No, too yeah, much, you're uh, right, read, because that's that everyone always talks about Oberon Bayumi, you know, some of us. And I won't say everybody. It's really like six of us. Right. <laughs> but like the um, the whole Louisiana uh, stent is just. I don't, you know, it's lost he in the thought ether, those guys right? were going to attack Barksdale uh, military base, you know, well, maybe, but you have, <clears throat> you had Al Shahi and, and Hanji Hanjor visiting the area. So that's something already. Yeah. A couple of the hijackers are meeting with this really shady, uh, you know, Pakistani business guy. I forget his name. I'd have to look back at it. I haven't read the Graham report in like 12 years, but I we're doing Adam and I are doing a series on all this stuff. So I think next we're doing the Hamburg cell, but we'll get to Louisiana eventually. <laughs> Oh, cool. I yeah. wanted to ask you, Ryan, what you thought about Steve Bannon thinking that Epstein was intelligence because Bannon allegedly has like 15 hours of audio or video footage interviewing Epstein from like late 2017 into 2018. 
And uh, I hope that's was, real and not from the that guy that wrote a book about it and said, yeah, I had a seven hour interview with Epstein because that that dude's full of shit. That's a charlatan. I saw him on Atwood right before I was on and I'm like, liar. Like, I, he didn't know anything. Everything he said was stuff I've already said and other people have said. He didn't reveal Jack. You know, he's just someone that studied Epstein a little bit and act like he got it all in an interview. He well, did who's not. the guy who wrote um, Fire and Fury? I forget that guy's name about the Trump administration. He was a fairly credible journalist or author. Um, <coughs> his name escapes me, but I, I think he was connected to Bannon at that time. Because this was after well, Bannon, I mean, maybe Bannon, Bannon did, the, does have interviews with Epstein. But I'm like, why would Epstein do that? Yeah, so, you well, know? Epstein was try, still trying to rehabilitate his image at that time, and he figured Bannon had connections to uh, mainstream politics, and Bannon figured Epstein had connections to a lot of money. Um, so they were obviously using each other, you know, for whatever reason. Um, I have to to Rolling Stone's credit. There's a great article about this, although Rolling Stone is usually garbage and they're obviously right. biased. They occasionally do publish some interesting information that you can look at other threads. Um, well, that's the thing. Left or right, everybody draws the line at raping kids. Yeah. Except the radical left. Maybe they, they, they're they aiming to, to normalize it. The but, groomers, yeah. yeah the groomers. As long as there's a drag strip show before. Yeah, drag, drag your yeah. kids. As long as you're wearing a rainbow, then it's okay because then it's just a learning moment. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess I'll start with you, Mike. I don't have too much time left here. But if you if you could just tell people who don't know much about Epstein Maxwell, what are three names they should look up? Like researchers or people yeah. connected? Or, or, I mean, just, no, not researchers, but like Glenn Dubin or uh, Les Wexner. Or like, what are the three names people should look up, you think? Well, I mean, I think going back to Robert Maxwell is a great place to look at. I think looking at um, the fellow there who, who was really taught Trump all the dark arts, who passed away, um, uh, Cone, I think his name was... Uh, well, his first name escapes me. Um, you guys know who I'm talking about. He, he died from AIDS. He was a uh, he. He had Roy Cohen. Roy Cohen. Yeah, Roy Cohen had uh, mansions and places in New York City back in the 70s and 80s where he had audio recording yeah. equipment. Have you seen Trump's Dynasty Ball and Chain? Because uh, I, I went I all not... over that. Okay, well, because so... he's related to the, the Sheen family and General Dynamics and Hoover, so, yeah. and it's a big thing. Yeah. Roy Cohn, uh, Robert Maxwell, and uh, hmm, who else would I, would, would I look at that we haven't touched? Oh, uh, uh, Bill Gates is number two, who was named as the executor of the will. I forget his name. I think he's a is he a Russian dude, Ryan? I don't remember his name, but there's some obscure figures who are more di tied deep into this that don't get a lot of exposure that should be looked at. Uh, Adam, what is the best case scenario going forward, do you think, as far as bringing more names out of the darkness? Do you think there's any hope at this point? Do you think there's any way she'd talk in prison or she'd just end up dead if she did? No, I, 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 I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but we'll probably never know the names on those CDs and photos. And uh, there's a reason. It's because the people that are uh, involved with the abuse of these children know that very well that could destroy their lives and these are very affluent people not only that if you're going to name these people you have to name the people that were involved in monitoring those people um this is something that uh israeli ever talked about is that you had hidden camera devices in the manhattan and um virgin islands uh, mansions who were the people involved with watching uh the camera systems involving with these people having sex with these children 
they're very much involved as well. Remember, they're not talking either. Uh, there's a lot of people involved, and it's unfortunate. I mean, we probably, if, when Maxwell dies and a lot of the players will, will die, maybe in the future, uh, just like with 9-11 and JFK, maybe in the future we could file a freedom of information request uh, regarding the evidence in the case of the prosecution. Remember um, that the prosecution uh, didn't uh, entail the CDs or the, or the photos and if they're classified in the National Archives for 30, 40 years, I don't know how long it's going to be, but in the future, hopefully, um, we can get uh, information from those freedom of information requests, those FOIA uh, requests, in regards to uh, who was on those CDs. The Black Book doesn't tell us anything. The Black Book just tells us who was on the planes. We're halfway there. I need the other half. And the other half is on those CDs. But um, maybe in the future, uh, not right now, no way. It's no way in heck. And there's no I, I, another thing, too, I'll end it here. Um, I do not see Gisela Maxwell talking because she knows that uh, he's locked away for the rest of for 20 years. She knows she'll probably live to about 80 because evil dies old and that she'll probably live out either to 20 or 10 years or whatever she's going to get. Now she lives and she'll live as a man. All that matters, you know, if she behaves. She wants right. comfort. She wants her lifestyle back. So if she could do 14, 15 years, she can make it into her mid-70s, still get out and live another 20 years like Henry Kissinger because evil never dies. Yeah. Yeah. Baby's blood works. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, why don't you close us out by talking about New Mech? Because you want the names? Oh, I was going to do the name question. I mean, I agree. Oh, you can like, do the names too. Yeah. I agree with Robert Maxwell. I agree with Dubin too. Like that y'all took, y'all got those first, but, uh, I would, if I was going to give out three names, I would say Edgar Bronfman Jr., Leon Black and Jess Staley, because that would cover a lot of the white collar crime that's been ignored, which is going to overlap with all the rapey rape stuff. So yeah. yeah. New Mech. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I saw Cynthia McKinney's watching it. Um, trying to get it to Tulsi and others. It's available on Rumble. It's free. It's NUMEX stands for the Nuclear Material and Equipment Corporation. You know, I'm really standing on the shoulders of researchers like Grant F. Smith and Roger Monston, and many, many people have been writing and digging into this. My film is not just about the theft of highly enriched uranium. That is the central part of it, but it's about JFK. It's about the Epstein ring. It's about the gun running and human trafficking rings that were developed and how they were developed and how it was covered up. Um, all is sort of the result of the climates created after World War II, where you had a massive weapons caches across continents that where does that all end up? It obviously creates giant black markets. And then because of all the destroyed cities and infrastructure, you have a lot of people willing to turn to, uh, crime, prostitution, narcotics, whatever they got to do to make a buck. So, I mean, the um, Italy and basically the, the organized crime elements of Italy have been allied with the allied powers as, you know, a resistance to Mussolini. And with Mussolini out of the way, the Genovese family and stuff are taking over. They're becoming mayors and governors of areas of Italy and Sicily. And they, in turn, give state sponsorship to the Italian mob in the U.S., uh, and the same thing with the Israelis, with the Jewish mob in the U.S. They're getting, they're not just like gambling and cheating in baseball games and stuff. They had state support and took over major industries in, in real estate, legit businesses. They created Vegas. I mean, it's a huge 
story, but Numac is central to it because the Israelis stole the bomb. And to cover it up, they had to resort to assassination. It got to that level. And to cover that up, they've needed from Bobby Baker to Epstein to have sexual blackmail on politicians. When, wouldn't guys. another name, wouldn't it, well, one last thing, wouldn't another name be important to look up with John Luke Brunel? Oh, for sure. Yep. Brunel's the number three guy. He's dead, though. So. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. Uh, yeah. And, and Brunel has father too. modeling agencies out of Kiev, Ukraine, and he's working with the oligarch, uh, the same guy that owns Brees Holdings and Hunter Biden, who's seen a lot of these hookers. They service the Bidens, too. And it's this is just circumstantial, I guess. But the Bidens did buy property on Water Island out of the blue, just north of Little St. Jeffrey's. They're disgusting. Joe Biden, too, he's taking showers with his niece and stuff. I mean, these people are with sick. His daughter. He can't, with Ashley. His, oh, his daughter. Excuse me. And his, his niece. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, his daughter's the one with the diary. <clears throat> and combing her hair naked on the bed. And it, it just, just the sick. They're sick fucks, dude. He was paying for his son's hookers. He married the babysitter after his wife got in a drunk driving accident and killed herself and a, and a child. Like, uh, they're hit and runs. They profiteered off a rock. And I got a film about that, too, called the. It's nicknamed Corn Pops Revenge, but it's the Biden crime family. And I think everyone should watch Trump's science ball and show chain. Ron and all the maps about it. Too. Yeah, he saw cool. it. They look like a bunch of very nice people. <laughs> but Amazing. The Biden crime family and Trump's sinus ball and chain. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. These are a lot of the same names. I'm like, yeah. They are. <laughs> you know? They don't care who the president is or what party they get next to their name. There really, is no yeah. right. It's like Adam says all the time. There is no right or left up top. It's all <laughs> the oligarchs against us. It's all the same. So. Yeah, on top, it's a bunch of kid raping. Uh, I just did an interview on RBN with two in a row. I'm putting them up on A&C. It gets, digs into that a little bit. But, like, I've got films that are free on my website about the biden crime family and the trump crime family and i think everybody needs to see them both don't just oh i hate biden so i'm gonna watch that one or i hate trump so i'm gonna watch that one watch them both and maybe you hate them both anyway <laughs> like i'm not this isn't a partisan thing like i would say biden's a little worse than trump but that whatever i mean that you know, uh, well, there's accusations against Trump, though, Ryan, that, that are pretty credible, man. Trump like slept and... around with supermodels and stuff, but at least they're of age. And he knew about it and didn't say anything. So that's pretty bad. But I mean, the Bidens are engaging in it. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden is and John Kerry yeah, are just, part of this. Trump clip. just Trump uh, at least said, if she weren't my daughter, I'd be dating her. Right. Right. At least he had a, <laughs> I think a there's small a caveat. There's a story, though, where he looked at like a, a 13 year old or something. He's like, you're going to be my girlfriend in five years. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't he, doubt it. He said all oh, kinds he of appropriate stuff uh, to Cohen's daughter. I mean, that, that's oh, all. Yeah. True. I, I, I don't doubt yeah, it, but, a little yeah. weird yeah. stuff he had there. Dude, if sure. there's anyone that would not surprise me that that's the way they are, it's, it's the king. Donald Trump. <laughs> like, well, he, he mean, had access to a place back in the 80s. I think it was called Scores in New York and it was mob controlled and he would he had this he had a fascination and a love of porn stars that goes back to the 80s. Yep. Um they referred to him as the real estate guy back then. And Can't there is this there, there is this oh, McDougal, she was great. I liked her in, in the 90s, but that's another story, Ryan. But uh, there is a, a story about Trump My asking to lost her that year for Playmate of the Year. She got second place, and Karen took first. 
you got connections everywhere. But that's a whole other podcast because I think there are credible claims about Trump that a lot of the, it gets ignored a lot of the time because, you know, we, we need to further uh, drive home the point that this isn't about just hating on one. There are legitimate yeah. things about Trump, but they said so many outrageous things like he's getting pissed on by Russian hookers and da, 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 that it's like, oh, that stuff again. And it gets dismissed. Right. Yeah. But who yeah, is Trump? Yeah. Like of all the countries in the world, who do you have the best relationship with, even though it was abusive? Israel he did everything yeah. they asked. Right. Look, Ryan, we moved the embassy. We did it really quickly. And not that many people died. OK, it was we did a really great <laughs> job with that. OK, we got it Think done. We got it done quick. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Think, think about it. Not even George yeah. W. could do this. Okay. He couldn't even get this done in eight years, Ryan. Think about it. But, All right, guys. Well, yeah. I got to run, but uh, please, subs- please subscribe to Adam Fitzgerald. He's got uh, one of his channels is just called Adam Fitzgerald. The other one is the Darkened Hour podcast. Uh, subscribe to Jackman Radio. Both Eric and Mike uh, are on there. They do great stuff. And I'm actually about to drive over and hang out with them. That's where I'm headed. And we obviously, beer waiting uh, for you. go follow ANC Report and watch uh, Trump Zionist Ball and Chain and the Biden Crime Syndicate and everything else Ryan's got there. Add uh, and- Fitzgerald's VK if you have a VK. I love that feed. It's like, here's these documents from 98 about this and that. He's really digging in and grabbing stuff. And it, I am so happy other people are doing this because I... <laughs> I can't. I, if if they weren't doing it, I wouldn't be back in it. Like, cause I carried that for a while, and then I said to hell with it. Cause you, we get attacked every day, every day. Some asshole is like, why don't you send a missile at the Pentagon? <laughs> like every day. Uh, and so, and a guy, he's not on, but Nelson Martin too, um, yep. helping carrying okay, a lot of the weight. Detonator. Yep. Nelson Follow them. All right, guys, and if you're not subscribed to the channel, please do so. And I don't have any links in the description. I threw this together rather quickly, but I'll edit it later and throw them all in there. And we will see you on the next stream.